Ah, 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 don't touch that dial. This is Blondie. You've got a date with me. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Juanita Eddington. Raise that curtain, Juanita. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found the somebody who could make me be true, could make me be blue, and even be glad just to be sad thinking of you. Some others I've seen might never be mean, might never be cross or try to be boss, but they wouldn't do. But nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults, I love you still. It had to be you, wonderful you. It had to be you. It had to be you. It had to be you. I wandered around and finally found the somebody who make me be true and make me be blue and even be glad just to be sad thinking of you some others I've seen might never be mean might never be cross try to be boss but they wouldn't do but nobody else gave me a thrill with all your faults I love you still it had to be you wonderful you it had to be you Thank you, Juanita. You know, folks, yesterday, we all put a new calendar up on the wall to welcome in 2021. There are many things that we need to add to those calendars. Doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, chiropractor appointments, vet appointments, gastroenterologist appointments. <clears throat> anyway, make sure that you put a reminder on each Saturday so you don't miss a single episode of Blondie. Blondie is brought to you every week by the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now for our weekly visit with the Bumsteads, Blondie and Dagwood. Although it's a weekday morning, Dagwood is still at home, taking advantage of a very slight cold.
Here he comes now to join Blondie in the spotless kitchen. Who were you talking to at the front door, Dagwood? Another salesman. <sighs> what did this one sell you? Not a thing. Why, Dagwood, that's fine. That makes four this morning, and I haven't bought a thing yet. One of them was selling a combination butter knife and shoehorn, too. I'm glad none of them had books. You always buy books. When was the last time I bought books? It was the time you bought the care and feeding of muskrats. And what good has that been to us? Well, it's just the right thickness to prop up that short leg on the sideboard. Anyway, the feller didn't tell me you had to have a running stream in your backyard for muskrats. And what about that moth exterminator you bought? And it turned out to be two blocks of wood with instructions to place the moth on block A and hit him with block B. Well, maybe we didn't use that right. Fuddle had one too, and he put it in his closet, and he said he hasn't had moths since. Maybe that's because you have to have more than one suit to have moths. Fuddle thinks the exterminator frightens the moths away. Say, I wonder if I could invent something to frighten peddlers away. We certainly need something. They don't call it every house, but they always stop here. They just seem to know I buy things just by looking at the outside of the house. I don't understand how they do it. Well, I suppose they know you'll buy almost anything when they see that lightning rod on Daisy's doghouse. Well, my buying days are over. The last feather at the front door got a surprise. I bet he never comes back. Someone at the back door. Better let me go, Dagwood. Oh, this isn't a salesman. Not at the back door. Good morning, friend. You heard the knock? That was opportunity knocking, friend. It was, hey? I thought opportunity only knocked once, and I've seen you before. Where was that, friend? Aren't you the guy who was at the front door a minute ago? Did it look like me, friend? It certainly did. Same clothes, and same sample case, and the same face. A remarkable coincidence, my friend. Now what happened at the front door? I said no, and you went away. Not me, friend. That must have been my poor young brother. A disgrace to the family. He thinks no means no. It does. With me. Then you'd never make a salesman, friend. Is that so? I've been selling things since I was nine years old. You don't mean it. What did you sell at that tender age, my friend? Well, I sold all my clothes to the ragman. Of course, my mother didn't like it. Ah. You had a mother. Then I know I'm sure of a kind reception. Listen, and take your foot out of that door. A trifling error, friend. That's not my foot. It's my sample case. Well, take it out and go away. Not me, friend. You're up against a real salesman this time. Are you going away, or do I have to call our dog? You don't have to call him, friend. He's right behind me licking my hand. Daisy, I'm ashamed of you. Now that we all understand each other, just let me step in a moment. No, no, no! <clears throat> don't, don't shove, friend. No violence, please. Oops! Good. You got him out. Now lock the door, Dagwood. I guess that'll teach him a lesson. Hey, listen! No, don't listen, Dagwood. Come on in the front room and let him stay there as long as he likes. Yes. Maybe he'll take the hint and go away. I hope he has gone. 
I don't hear him knocking anymore. I'll go, Blondie. No, wait. I'll peek out and see if... Oh, yes, I thought so. It's that same man, Dagwood, at the front door again. Gosh, don't open it, Blondie. He'll have to go away sooner or later. Shh. I want to hear when he walks off the porch. I'm listening. Hey, what's that? He must have fallen off the steps. We'd better go see if he's hurt. Hey, what's the matter? Oh, help, my ankle. Well, we're sorry you're hurt, but... Those steps, treacherous. I could sue for that. Sue, I'd like to see you. We didn't ask you up on our steps. Don't be tough, friend. Any jury would give me plenty. Listen, you. I'd tell the jury I warned you off my place and... And what would I be telling them? You want to make trouble, eh? Shh! The neighbors! Gosh, yes. Uh, here, let's take him inside a minute. Inside, yes. Oh... Just lean on me. Dagwood, he's limping on the other foot now. Both legs are hurt, lady. Oh... Sure, Blondie. Uh, now, here we are. You can sit on that couch. A minute, Mr. Uh... Snap! Marco P. Snap. Oh, er, hand me my sample case, friend. Well, okay, but... Dagwood, I want to see you out in the hall a minute. Eh? Uh, oh, uh, well, uh, excuse me a minute, Mr. Snap. Now listen, Dagwood. I don't trust you and a salesman and a sample case all in the same room. I'll be all right. I'll just keep thinking of how Dithers would handle this. I'll be hard-boiled. Well, just the same, I'm going to listen. And if I think you're weakening, I'll come in and say, open a window. A window? What for? That's a signal. When you hear that, it means get a grip on yourself. Oh, okay. I get you. Oh, oh, my leg, my back, my sample case. Here's the case, Snap. But I warn you, I'm not buying any. Gosh, it's heavy. Uh, what's in it anyway? A sensible question, friend. Don't jump up like that. You'll hurt your ankle. Uh, oh, yes, you're right. You open the case, friend. Well... I don't mind opening it. Gosh, machinery. You recognize machinery, a born mechanic, no doubt. Then let me tell you, friend, that you will spend many carefree, happy hours in the mere assembling of its parts. Look, each part is numbered, plain and simple for a child to operate. See the cams, wheel, cogs, shafts, and springs. Boy. I certainly like to tinker with this. And all for a price that will astound you. Yeah? How much? Dagwood, open the window. Uh, uh wait a minute, honey. No, do it now. Hmm? Uh, er, do what, Blondie? Open the window, remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Excuse me, Snap. Gosh, that breeze feels good. Feels chilly to me. It won't hurt you. You seem to be making a fast recovery, Mr. Snap. It's the clean life I lead, madam. I bounce back like a rubber ball. Do you feel well enough to bounce on your way? We don't want to buy anything. 
Er, pardon me, madam, but... My keen sense of smell. Something's burning in your kitchen. Oh, my cake. She's gone, friend. Now let me show you something. I'm about to transform your front entrance into the door of the voice with a smile. You are? Uh, to what? Watch. Light socket. Now. Imagine this machine is installed behind your front door. Unseen by human eye, a tiny beam of light shines across your doorstep. A photoelectric beam. Now, a guest arrives, mounts the steps, crosses the beam of light. Er, walk forward, friend, closer. One step more. Ah, you've stepped into the beam. Listen. The door of the voice with a smile speaks. Listen. Greetings to you who come to this threshold. In one brief moment, this door will open wide and the host of this house will clasp your hand with a flashing smile of welcome. Hey, what does that? A record of your own voice to make it personal. But why speak of method? Isn't it enough that you now own this genie of geniality? Wait now, I haven't bought it yet. Ah, but you will. I see it in your eye. You covet this, friend. You know beyond the shadow of a doubt that here is something new as tomorrow's dawn, practical as a lawnmower, and as warm with beauty as a sun-drenched rose. It, it would be my own voice on the record, eh? None other. Look, friend, I'll meet you halfway. Here's my fountain pen. Now where's your checkbook? Why, here it is, right in my hand. How did that get there? Dagwood, open a window. Huh? What? Oh, is that you, Blondie? What did you say? Open the window. Huh? Why, it is open and... Open another then. And open the front door while you're at it. Not so fast, lady. Your husband has just heard a miracle and... I heard it too. Let us cling to logic, lady. Can you name the slightest flaw in my device? I certainly can. Suppose after that thing gets through making everyone welcome, it turns out we're not home. Gosh, that's right. Or suppose we just happen to not to want to see who's ever at the door. In either case, I have the answer. Just turn the pointer to position B in this manner. Now listen. I walk through the beam and listen. Alas, my friend, your journey is in vain. Your host will grieve at his lost happiness in having missed your visit. But do come back, and soon. Very, very soon. Gosh, he thought of everything, Blondie. Why, I bet Dithers himself would buy one of these. Two or three, maybe. He would? Who's Dithers? Where do I find him? Dithers Construction Company on Main Street. You can't miss it. Thanks. I bet I'll sell him plenty. Listen, how about an order here first? Not unless you sell Dithers. Yeah, if he buys, we will. You will. Sold. I'm off like a rocket. No grass under my feet. Thanks for the tip. And if I land the order, I'll come back and sell you yours on longer payments. Gosh, Blondie, Dithers will skin that guy alive if he breaks into the middle of a business day. I hope he does. I hope Dithers won't be sore at me for sending him. Say, I'd better go down there right now and explain to him how it happened.
Bumstead? Yes, Mr. Dithers. I just came in to tell you. Don't waste time, Bumstead. I know. You were responsible for sending Marco Polo Snap to me, right? Yes, sir, but it was like this. It's like this, Bumstead. Credit where credit is due. You saw him first, but it was J.C. Dithers who jumped at the chance to hire him. Yes, sir, but just the same, I... What? You hired Snap? What for? What for? To put some pep into my sales force. That's what's for. You don't use a genius like Mr. Snap to wash windows, Bumstead. But he doesn't know construction. How's he going to sell big contracts by ringing doorbells and pulling that lame ankle gag? You're all confused, Bumstead, as usual. Mr. Snap will be selling his own marvelous device, the door of the voice with a smile, which I just bought. You bought one of those things? One nothing. I bought a controlling interest in the device. Gosh! And Mr. Snap will ring no doorbells, Bumstead. You will do that. Me? Oh, I can't do that kind of selling, Mr. Dithers. Snap will teach you. From now on, you're under him. Don't stand with your mouth open, Bumstead. Come on! Mr. Snap is organizing a pep meeting in the director's room, and he doesn't want any of us to be late. Dithers, introduce me to the men. Well, boys, this is Mr. Snap, and... Marco P. Snap, Snap by name and Snappy by nature. Now get me and get me the first time, men. Times have changed around here. Dithers marches on. In the short time I've been in charge of efficiency, I've already thrown the rubber plants out of the lobby. My wife's plants? Is this an office or a botanical garden? Those plants consume three cubic feet of heat and oxygen per diem. They've gone. Furthermore, we'll have a timesheet for every man divided into five-minute intervals. Uh, whose empty chair is that? Old Man Twig. He's our oldest employee. That's what you think. Do you know where he is now? He can't be far away. His shoes are under his desk. Not anymore. I found out his feet hurt. Imagine a salesman with sore feet. Impossible. He's pretty good on the telephone. Quiet, Bumstead. Old Twig is through. Fired. Out. No room for has-beens. Mr. Dithers, are you going to stand for... Anyone who doesn't like my methods can follow Twig. I want pep. And get this. I won't tolerate anyone trying their own old-fashioned selling talk. You will use mine. It's all here in this little book, to which I have just added a final word. A slogan for Dithers Company. Listen, men. Dithers. D for determination. I for I can. T for tenacity. H for hammer and tongs. E for energy. R for results. And S for scram, out and get those orders. That's all, men. <laughs> Mr. Dithers, listen. That's terrible what he did to old man Twig, our oldest faithful worker. Why, none of us will feel safe if... Everybody felt too safe around here, Bumstead. Snap brings us a new day. The Dithers beehive is no place for drones. From now on, we leave horse and buggy methods to my competitor, Old Man Jinx. We are streamlining, Bumstead. Go with the stream or just go. But Mr. Dithers... Don't talk to me. See Snap. Those who make good with him are in. The rest are out. And that goes for you too, Bumstead. My golly. I can't learn to sell like Snap. I... I guess I'm through right now. 
I wonder what Blondie'll say. This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, I have a lot of hobbies. I collect coins, I am an amateur badminton player, and I love to scrapbook. But my favorite hobby is being the technical director for the Watertown Players. I've been responsible for some of the finest sound effects in the business. You may remember this one. Or this one. Or this one. Or my personal favorite. If you want to keep hearing these fine sound effects, be sure to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook. You never know what you're going to hear next. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. You'll just have to try again, Dagwood. I've been trying, Blondie. I've tried all week since Snap took charge, and I haven't even gotten garters on. Garters? What has that got to do with it? Even Walters, the new man, has his undershirt, but not me. Why, Dagwood, where did you lose your shirt? Not my real one, on the chart. What chart, Dagwood? In the office. Snap made a big chart, see? There's a picture of each one of our men on it, with names, but no clothes at first. Every time you sell one of those things, you get a piece of clothes on your picture. The first man who gets all dressed gets a loving cup from Dithers. Well, we don't want a loving cup. I want my job, though, and that guy Snap is giving me dirty looks every day. I hate that feller, Blondie. All the boys do, but they're scared of him. Well, don't let him scare you, Dagwood. I'm proud of you, even if you're not a high-pressure man. I hate high-pressure stuff, too. I'm not going to force things on people who can't afford them and don't want them. That's right, dear. You just keep your chin up and don't get discouraged. Baby Dumpling and I are behind you. I know. I wish I could think of someone who might want one of these things. But I can't. I'm just like old man Jenks, I guess. Dithers says he's a horse and wagon man. It's funny you mentioned Mr. Jenks. I was talking to his wife today at the garden club. I, I made an appointment with him through her for you. How's that? I hope you won't mind, dear. He builds about as many houses as Dither's, you know. He might use a lot of those things as regular equipment. Not Jenks. He'd think it was newfangled nonsense. So do I. But you could try, couldn't you, Dagwood? Seeing you have an appointment and all. Jenks hates salesmen. But you'll try? Sure I will. If he'll see me, I'll see him. I'll even try a little pep on him if I get a chance. No, Dagwood. Just be yourself. Then I'll be a washout. But I'll see Jenks. I'll see him in the morning. Good morning, Mr. Jenks. What makes you think so? I don't think so, but you have to say something when you want to start a conversation. Who wants to start a conversation? I don't. There it goes again. Hello, Annie. What? Oh, he's waiting, is he? Well, 
Tell him to wait some more. Hello, Annie. Tell him I don't want to see him anyway. Now, young man. I guess you don't want to see me either. How do you know I don't? Well, do you? How do I know? Who are you anyway? We, uh, my name's Bumstead. And I thought maybe, but I guess not. How's that again? Uh, nothing. Well, I'd better be running along, I guess. Aren't you the man that just came in? Yes, sir. But you're too busy to waste time on me, Mr. Jenks. I'll be the judge of who I waste time on, young man. Now, what did you want to see me about? I didn't want to see you at all. It wasn't my idea. Uh, well, so long. Wait a minute. If you don't want to see me, why come in here? Well, I came in about something I, I'm trying to sell. Is this your notion of trying to sell something? Or is it your firm's idea? Oh, no. The firm believes in high-pressure stuff. But I can't do it. Can't, eh? Why not? Because I don't like people to sell me things I don't want, and I can't do it to somebody else. Well, I'll be dogged. You're sure I wouldn't want whatever you're, uh, selling? I don't see why anybody would. Well, I will be dogged. You're the funniest salesman I ever laid eyes on. I know, but I don't want to be a salesman. Don't worry, you never will be. Snap, our sales manager, says I've got to get on my toes and stay there. But it's hard to stay on your toes. Well, now, take the strain off your toes a minute. Uh, sit down. Oh, uh, no thanks. Why not? Well, if I sit down, one thing would lead to another, and first thing we'd know, I'd be talking about what I'm selling, and you wouldn't be interested. Well, if it ain't prying too deep into your affairs, uh, is this thing you're selling animal, vegetable, or, or mineral? <coughs> yes. No. Sorry to interrupt your story, Bumstead. Uh, uh, go right on. Well, of course, you wouldn't be silly enough to buy this thing. No, no, but could you give me a rough idea what it is in, say, an hour's time? Oh, sure, but... Uh, your phone's ringing. It's always ringing. Huh? Yes? What do I care how long he's been there? I didn't ask him to come. Now tell him to get out. Rush, rush, rush. Gosh, uh, yes. I had no idea you were rushed like that. Uh, Mr. Dithers. Dithers? You work for that crocodile? I have been working for him. I guess I'll be fired soon, though. He says I have no pep. He says I ought to be working for some sleepy, old-fashioned firm. Does, eh? Yes, some horse and buggy outfit. <laughs> like yours. What? I'm horse and buggy, am I? Just because I won't rush people off their feet or let them rush me off mine, eh? Now you, Bumstead, you don't come in here and tell me you've got something I can't live without? No, sir. You could live forever without this. Bumstead, you are without a doubt the least aggressive, lowest pressure man I've ever met. Yes, sir. And that's why I like you. Now, will you please tell me what you've got to sell? Well... It's the door with the voice with a smile. What in time is that? It's something to welcome salesmen to your office. Welcome them? Why? I don't know. Maybe it says in the book I've got here, but I haven't read that. Don't bother. Just tell me in your own words. Well, I'd better just show you, I guess. You've got it in that case? Yeah. We won't monkey with the light beams this time. I'll just turn the switch here.
Now you'll hear it. It's awful. Welcome, friend, to the office of J.C. Dithers and Company. Superior construction. Bah! We trust you will be successful in selling us something today. If you will relax for a brief space in one of the comfortable chairs placed for your convenience, a helpful employee will confer with you at the earliest possible moment. This is J.C. Dithers in person, bidding you welcome. Riminy. I told you. Was that old man Dithers talking? Honest? Oh, sure. That's the idea. You put your own voice on the record. That makes it more personal, kind of. Well, goodbye. Wait. Could I put my voice on a record if I had one of those things? Oh, sure. It's simple. Listen, Bumstead. I like you. I want to buy something to encourage you. Oh, I couldn't let you do that. Now don't spoil our visit with an argument, Bumstead. I'm going to buy one of those contraptions. You are? Maybe more than one. Can't tell yet. I'm going to a meeting of, well, a meeting tonight. I'd like to have it along. Could I make a record in time? Oh, sure. I can fix that, but... Oh, no buts about it, Bumstead. Listen now. Here's what I want to say on that record. Uh, <clears throat> oh, Dagwood, that's wonderful. You sold one. Yeah. I don't quite know why Jenks bought it, though. He made a special record and is taking it with him to a dinner party tonight. Just for a joke, I think. Anyway, you sold it. Some of the men have sold two or three, though. One isn't many. I'll bet Snap couldn't have sold even one, not to Jenks. Snap! Oh, gosh, I forgot. I didn't turn in my daily report at five-minute intervals to Snap. I didn't even go back to the office. He'll be sore. He'll be surprised to hear you sold one. Gosh, I hate to put it in the report how much time I spent with Jenks. I guess I'd better go to Dither's house with my report, explain it to him. No, you're tired, dear. And anyway, Dither's is coming here. He phoned. Coming here? With Snap. Snap, too? That feller never sleeps, I guess. I bet they know I was all day in Jenks' office and are coming to raise Kane. Well, you just raise Kane back. You can. Now you've sold one. I'd like to tell that Snap off. Someday I will, whether Dithers likes it or not. I'll go up to Snap and say, Listen, Sap, uh, I mean, Snap, I want you to know what I think. I think, uh, I, I think that's him now. Oh gosh, where's my shoes? He doesn't like people with their shoes off. I guess a man can wear slippers in his own house. Come right in, Mr. Dithers. You too, Mr. Snap. Or do you want to show Mr. Dithers that sprained ankle trick that got you in last time? Blondie! Uh, hello, Mr. Dithers. Bumstead, what are you doing here? I, I live here. Why didn't you report to the office? Where's your call sheet? In my pocket. No entries, I suppose? Yeah, a one. I went to see Mr. Jenks. Jenks? That mossback? He bought one, too. He did? Not bad, Bumstead. Wait, Dithers, did I okay that order, Bumstead? Not yet. See, he was in a hurry for it. A meeting tonight. That's another hard and fast rule you've broken, Bumstead. I'm afraid this man is hopeless, Dithers. Well, uh, perhaps not quite. Uh, he did sell one. Uh, have to use a gun to get the order, Bumstead? No. I just used my own sales methods and... Your own? Strictly forbidden. 
You're to follow my book, Bumstead. That's another rule broken. I should think orders were more important than rules. Well, you see, Blondie. Let me talk, if you please, Mr. Dithers. Now, I have tried to be lenient with Bumstead, but he isn't too bright. Is that so? I bet he'll still be with J.C. Dithers when you've gone back to ringing doorbells. I don't know, Blondie. As Snap says, Dagwood doesn't seem to catch on to modern methods, and we have been lenient. And no thanks for our efforts. Thanks? To whom and for what? For a chance to tramp up and down the streets trying to sell an impossible article for a high price? I guess you've forgotten what it's like, Snap. Now that the only wear and tear on you is where your trousers meet your desk chair. Why, Blondie? Uh, now listen, Blondie. All Dagwood has to do is follow the instructions and, and produce results. If he can't do a simple thing like that, he must expect to be out of work. He won't be out of work long. I bet he can go with Jenks tomorrow. Sure. I bet I could. I'll get it, Dagwood. I'd rather work for Jenks than carry this silly machine around anymore. Treason! Yes, Bumstead. That's not the dither spirit. Phone for you, Dagwood. It's Mr. Jenks. See? He's after me, I bet. I'm coming, Mr. Jenks. Hello? What? You do? How many? Yeah, yeah, sure we can get them out okay. Thanks. Goodbye. Well, how about that? Jenks wants two gross of those machines, and he wants them tomorrow. Why, that's more than anyone has sold. You'll be the first man dressed on the chart. Good work. Nonsense. It was my idea that sold. My record of welcome with its warm appeal. It was not. I made a special record with Jenks' voice. What? By whose permission? How do you expect us to fill an order for 288 special jobs by tomorrow? That's your business, not mine. You're head man on production, too. It can't be done. I thought you never gave up or took no for an answer. Yeah, you yell at us to get orders, and when we do, you can't fill them. A fine thing. Where's your pep, Snap? That's right, Bumstead. Sure. Hey, did, did, did you say I was right, Mr. Dithers? You are this time. I'm hard but fair. It's up to you to come through, Snap. But an order that size is unexpected. Wake up, Snap. There's no place for drones in Dither's beehive. You tell him, Bumstead. I'm doing my work. You do yours, Snap. If you can't produce, we'll get someone who can. And that's just what you said to Old Man Twig. Good for you, Dagwood. Are you going to listen to that talk and say nothing, Mr. Dither's? No, I'm not. You've done most of the talking since you came on the job, Snap. Now by the great horn spoon, I've got a word to say. You'll get yourself out tomorrow and sell in person. See if you can beat Bumstead's record. Go back to pounding the pavement. Who'll head the plant? Bumstead here will. He's in charge from now on. He gets things done. I won't stand for it. I quit. A quitter, eh? You can hand it out, but you can't take it. Okay, Snap. You're through. Just a minute before you go, Snap. I want you to hear that special record Old Man Jenks made. It's all in the machine. I'll walk through the beam, Snap. That's right. So, you're a go-getter, eh? Well, go get yourself another place to roost. I'm too old to buy junk. Too busy to listen to Gab. I'll welcome an honest man with an honest product who can explain its merits in honest words. The rest of you, get out and stay out. I... 
I think that goes for you, Mr. Snap. Goodbye. So that's what old man Jenks made. Where did he sell two gross of that? At the dinner tonight. It was a convention of purchasing agents. Bumstead, I'm proud of you. Not as proud as I am. Oh, Dagwood, kiss me. You bet. Uh, excuse us, Mr. Dithers. Excuse me. Good night. I, I say good night. Oh, I stumbled over that machine. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! Yes, Get uh, out. I guess that goes for me, too. Get out! The Bubstead seemed to want to be alone. And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled Lovebirds. <laughs> Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, Not Another Salesman, featured the voice talents of Jim Steffel as Mr. Dithers, Carl Zarling as Snap, Matt Emerson as Jinx, Greg Coots as the mechanical voice, Lane Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater group for over 30 years. Remember to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you don't miss any exciting news on the entertainment front. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine old-fashioned productions, please text Blondie to 44321. That's Blondie, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you and good night.